The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Get it out Where else is history still in the making? Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the making? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint. Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z Black Girl tea. My name's Lauren. And my name is McKean, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. This is, uh, like, let's be real, this is a super busy time of year for everybody. Like, you know, the holidays are coming. The year is almost done. We're all getting our little Spotify wrapped things. Well, not me. I'm going <laughs> to transfer one day. Yes. <laughs> But everyone's, you know, winding down. We're thinking about the whole year. But first, we have finals. And if you are in Zoom, you like us, you already know. What a time. Prayers up, really, for everyone else who is struggling and going through this Zoom University final season. We got this. It's tough, but we're going to make it through. And today is honestly just a therapy session for all of us, a support group. One might say, really, for just all of us who are in the trenches right now, ourselves included, just really, really going through it with these exams. And yeah, it's tough out here, but we need to talk about it. We need it to- is, yes. And honestly, like, we need each other because I don't know about you, but like between me and my friends, some of these professors, man, they really do not care about our well-being, At our all. success, like anything, but like getting their grades in and like being out. So we really do need each other in these times, but... Yeah, so, you know, we thought we'd have a chill conversation today about Zoom U, you know, pretty candid discussion about like what it's like to be in college or just school at all during the pandemic, how the pressures to maintain like academic excellence are showing up in our lives during these times, and, you know, just sort of like a an exhale as we approach our final season for both of us. I don't know about y'all, but we need it. Like, we are going through it over here. <laughs> We've said that so many times, but it's so for real. Happy. Like if you will hear that we are going through it. Those words like ten times throughout this episode, probably. But anyways, before we get into the meat of today, we have the read the room. So Lauren, what are we talking about? Right. So for anybody who's new here, our read the room is just a segment that we like to start off every show with, where we just talk about what's going on in our lives, what's going on on Black Twitter. Maybe y'all could send us some questions or confessions that we could chat a little bit about. But we wanted to start off today by talking about, all, honestly, all of these are just big conversations that are going on on Black Twitter right now. We've been keeping a little tally to see what's going on. Tally meaning we use Twitter when we're procrastinating our finals work. But anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Because we're going through it. We are going through it. 
it literally just us. I last night I was really, really trying to like study and get my paper done. And I was like, let me go on Twitter. And then I told myself, I'm like, this is research for the episode. Mm-hmm. Technically I'm being productive. And it's just me just scrolling. It's the through. way I was like, I'm going to make a paper outline. And my outline was just like paragraph one intro paragraph two and then i'm like okay that was some good work i'm gonna give myself a little break i'm gonna go <laughs> but yeah black twitter is what we use when we are procrastinating all of our assignments but something that we saw that we thought it was worth talking about is the lizzo controversy i guess one could say that's mm-hmm. going on right now and basically from my understanding which is probably limited because again twitter is not always the most accurate news source but from right. what i have seen online is basically, as we all know, Lizzo is known to be a very big advocate for body positivity, especially for bigger women. And I think a lot of people definitely look up to her as a role model for positivity in that regard. And I guess recently, Lizzo posted a picture on her Instagram um, where she was talking about her weight loss journey and how she consulted her nutritionist. And she was going to start doing one of those detox smoothie Mm -hmm. crash diets type things and a lot of people were really really upset about it and you know within the body positivity community i think a lot of people just as we said had seen her as a role model so hearing that she was doing one of these detox diets that i guess are regarded as supposed to be like very very unhealthy for you even Mm -hmm. though she said she talked to her nutritionist i know a lot of people were very very disappointed about it i guess and they just felt taken aback because I guess in some ways possibly her weight loss journey as an advocate for body positivity just seemed like it was counterintuitive to them or maybe it made them feel like that they needed to lose weight and less comfortable with their bodies. So I don't know. I think it's a very, very intricate and nuanced conversation. And I don't know, McKean, what what are your what are your thoughts? It is tough. Like first I will say and this is not in reference to Lizzo. I'm sure she did consult her dietitian or whatever, but I've never heard anything good about those detox teas. Don't recommend. Probably don't. You should not follow. I know that, like, I think part of the the backlash in maybe in this moment, in addition to sort of Lizzo's role as, like, an icon for, like, the representation she does solely with her body and like the the way that she validates people solely with her appearance is valuable and important but you know detox teas on instagram have been a thing for a minute and like i think people have sort of come to the perspective where it's just like now when you see them it's just like okay be quiet because we're so used to seeing them like with chloe kardashian you know who got paid probably like fifty thousand dollars to pose with this detox tea that she's probably never drank herself or like stuff like that you know what i mean where people i think it's a a response because we know how dangerous you know promoting that type of dieting that's not always healthy can be so i think there is something to be said there and i mean it's not ultimately it's none of our business what diet she chooses like okay if she if she consulted her dietitian it's her dietitian and that's her diet and that's her business but I think there is something to be said about like you really do have to be careful about like what about dieting you promote and how. So that's one thing that I think maybe is fairly being discussed about in reference to Lizzo. But otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, if she wants to lose weight, she's not saying she wants to lose weight because she doesn't think she's beautiful. Like if she wants to lose weight, that's her business and she can still be an icon in a you know, a pillar in sort of like the the conversations we have about body positivity 
and like work on herself in whatever way she wants and like work on herself or not work on herself like those are totally her choices and like ultimately I think there is a danger of like making Mm -hmm. people be like you know there is there's a weird balance with representation where like I think that there is value in you know having icons of representation that we look to for certain things and that we sort of uphold to sort of like be the face of xyz movements but there is a danger in that because these are ultimately just individuals and like their individual life choices should not be reflective of the movement that you've decided that they should be the face of and i don't know you know i think there is you know lizzo i don't think has been like made to be the body positivity person like without any say of her own like that is also part of like her sort of mission i would say but you know ultimately what she chooses to do with her body does not have to change or alter or like change the discussion of the movement if you will otherwise like that's not what needs to happen so i think there is like a balance of like let lizzo do her thing she's one woman she's one person what she decides to do with her body should not ultimately like the goal i think of any body positivity movement should be to say that like whatever any one person does with their body however any one person lives within their bodies is not right or wrong like you can do whatever you want and it's totally fine so i think that i hope that we kind of move to that stage in the discussion of lizzo where we realize like okay let her do her and like the body positivity movement still lives on like just because Lizzo is trying to lose weight or whatever she might be trying to do like that doesn't have to change us that doesn't have to change how we think about ourselves and you know I guess that would maybe be downplaying again the effects of representation maybe there are girls who look up to Lizzo who might find themselves built like her and might feel a type of way and like might feel pressured to follow in her footsteps that's something else mm-hmm. to talk about i think about social media and influence but ultimately like yeah. i'm gonna let Lizzo do her thing i hope i hope she's careful because i don't again i don't be hearing good things about them detox teas but yeah, yeah that's all i got <laughs> yeah i think i definitely as you were talking i was definitely thinking about what you just said about how this brings up a larger conversation of social media and influencers and representation especially you know, for these people who are considered to be role models, especially for young audiences as well. I think a lot of Lizzo's fan base, especially is like young girls who are like our age and possibly even younger, who are like, these are their formative years where they're trying to find themselves. And I think sometimes we take for granted how that representation can really play into like the way we see ourselves and how we navigate the world. So in that regard, like I said, I hope she's being very, very careful because I think there is a lot of power and a lot of people who look to her as a source of, you know, how they should be behaving. And again, I guess that is like a larger conversation of like how much pressure we should put on these individuals. Because I know I saw, I think I saw a tweet or a post um, that's like, you shouldn't glorify or put, you know, individual people on a pedestal because they're bound to disappoint you because at the end of the day, like nobody is perfect. And I think this doesn't necessarily have to be like a conversation about like Lizzo not being perfect, but also like, what you were saying like body positivity at the end of the day should be about having the freedom to do whatever you want to do with your body as long as it's healthy and as long as it's safe for you and i think also a large part i think possibly of where this also stems from is the fact that there's a lot of conversations especially within the medical community about people saying that you know being overweight is like means that you're unhealthy or being overweight means that you are like not taking care of yourself. And I know I saw a really good, I can't remember where I saw it, but there was one reading that I did that was really talking about all 
of the bias, especially like racial bias and like so much medical bias that goes into like conversations about like obesity and fat phobia and things like that, especially regarding BMI as well and how that's inherently a racist thing. So I think there were so many people who were saying that like, oh, Lizzo's so unhealthy because she's overweight. And then people were like using Lizzo as this example of like, just because she's overweight doesn't mean she's healthy. Like look at, you know, like unhealthy, sorry. Yeah. Because like look at her shows and like look at all these like, you She'd know. be performing. Like there's no reflection of like, a body could look any type of way and be healthy, I think is, yeah. And I think that is something that's very, very valuable about Lizzo. And at the end of the day, though, whether or not she decides to lose weight doesn't take away from that argument or that, you know, revelation that we've had as seeing Lizzo as a body positivity icon. And I feel like some people are taking it that way. So, again, I think it's a lot of a bigger conversation about just making sure that people are healthy and taking care of themselves, but also giving people the choice and the freedom to do whatever with their bodies that they please as long as you know they feel good about it or they're being healthy. Yeah. So that's our conversation. We still love Lizzo. We still stand we do. very, very happily. I like we said, we just hope that she's being safe and we hope as, if she's happy, I'm happy. For that's, real. that's that's it. And most of all, to be honest though, like Lizzo's gonna be all right, is what I believe. Like ultimately she has access, she has things that she needs, she has a dietitian to reach out to, but I'm just praying that the girls that do you see the post? And again, this is not a pressure on Lizzo. Like, yeah. this is just a separate, like, wish that I hope is not an outcome from this because I, I see the internet's tendencies to sort of make it be this way. But I'm just praying that the girls who do look up to Lizzo can can say, like, good for her, but what's good for her don't have to be good for me and, like, don't feel inclined to go do one of those, like, weird Pinterest detox teas that, like, only are starving yourself, ultimately. Like, that's what I'm hoping because... Mm-hmm. I think that would be a bad outcome. Not on Lizzo again. Like I don't think any fault of hers, but it's just social media. Yeah, literally. And that's something, <laughs> honestly, the the reason why I feel like we can sit and have this conversation about like what it means for young girls to like look up to these like you know role models and want to emulate themselves after them is because I can't speak for you, but for me personally, I've gone through that, especially with social media. I would look at all these pictures online of these girls with these bodies that I aspire to and I was like I want to look like that I want to be like her I'm going to do whatever she does not taking into account that like I am my own person I am separate Mm -hmm. from these people I should not be idolizing these celebrities because at the end of the day they are just individuals and I think that's a greater lesson that we can take away from this is that yeah we're all human this sounds so cliche but we're all human at the end of the day like (laughs) we got this please (laughs) i can't you know we all bleed the same color Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of one of those hotel memes now but let me stop (laughs) but okay so next on the read the room roster if we will we are going to talk about a couple of black women that have been underappreciated by the industry this week, mm-hmm. specifically Tiana Taylor and Tiffany Haddish. So for those who don't know, this past week, our queen of R&B, Tiana Taylor, announced that she's retiring from music. And she said it was because she just felt underappreciated by the industry. She talked about how it wasn't like any award show necessarily, but even like her own label and like how, you know, she felt like she was putting all this work in that was just kind of going overlooked and like unsupported and not by the fans necessarily, which is the craziest part, but like literally the industry was kind of just like not there for her in a way that she felt she deserved. And girl, 
I can only imagine like that's tough. Like these are the people that are supposed to be marketing you. These are supposed to be people that are supposed to be like supporting your work, getting your work out into the world, and like you're not being paid your due diligence. Like that's just not. I that I can only imagine like how tough that is. So love out to Tiana Taylor, but it's a bummer because I love Tiana Taylor. <laughs> literally, she put she her past two albums like oh good. She did the thing, like, and now I'm like, who? <laughs> we can't lose R&B like queens right now because there are so few. Like, exactly. we need it. <laughs> Even her music videos, like, I think it was either for Issues or it was for Gonna Love Me. One of those two, the one that ASAP Rocky was in. I was like, mm, I don't actually know which one it is either, but yes, I know which two. one. And it was like mm-hmm. kind of 70s, mm. so good. I love those songs. Her album, and she's just like. A bat, like she's a baddie. Like (laughs) we want to see you win, but like she did also announce like the next day though that she's like, well, which might also be some other controversial thing. But she's now like the creative director for Pretty Little Thing. The oh god, (laughs) she's making it so hard to support her. Not the fast fashion. Not the fast fashion. Also, like not to. I know we were just celebrating Tiana, and we still love and support and love and support her. Keywords, love and support Tiana Taylor. But she's thrown like two mega bashes this year. She has? She also birth this year. Yes, bro. Like she threw a baby shower. And then I think she threw a, an album launch party. And then she threw another huge maskless party last week. And it's just like. See, you can tell my, my memory is selective, okay? My memory just only only feed like, the good things about Tiana Taylor. I have mm-hmm. no idea about any. Wow. She literally, like, it just makes it hard, you know? It just makes it so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> the fast fashion and not respecting the panoramic that we are in currently. <laughs> we in a panty, like. <laughs> but yeah, that's what you about. Sorry, sorry to bring the bad stuff up, but we still love her. We're sorry that she's retiring, but like maybe you know, maybe retirement will give her some nice time to reflect on making it. Is, is making. <laughs> I'm so sad. Not the fast Isn't that crazy? She literally threw like a baby shower, like seven months pregnant, like in May. <laughs> a panini press. Oh, those are my favorite memes. Whenever people a panini. choose any p word, it'd be like we are in a Pandora's box. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can't believe it. Also, she's such a fashion icon, though. I'm like, why are you partnering with Pretty Little Thing? Like, even of all, Make your own. Of all the fast fashion brands that you could have chosen, that's the one that you wanted to go with? Really? Really? Mm. I, I would have loved to see her come out with, like, her own line or something like that. I don't, like, if the next, if she wants her next step to be fashion, which I love, because, like, I loved when Rihanna did that. I can't, mm-hmm. afford, right. I can't afford it. I cannot afford it. We will scroll, though. We will scroll and look. Scroll and support, though, but I can't not be buying. But if Tiana did something like that, I definitely would, like, support, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I feel you. Like, listen, I'm just a bear of the news here. I I wish her the best in this new chapter of her life. I hope she decides to return back to music one day. And, like, this is one of those retirements that's only, like, a year or two like i mean technically rihanna in the retirement if we want to be don't start don't start don't start i'm already having a bad day do not <laughs> okay anyways anyways on to another the other woman we want to talk about was tiffany haddish yeah. and this is pretty quick but like 
the Grammys, bro, this year, we already talked about it last episode, but like the Grammys really are again showing themselves as people that don't support black women, even though their most iconic performances, their most iconic awardees are all black women, but we not, we not going to get into it. But anyways, they tried to invite Tiffany Haddish to present like, you know, present an award at the, at the show with for no pay. And then like when it was, when it came out that they were trying to get her to do that for no pay, they were just like, oops, sorry. Like the Grammys apologizes for inviting Tiffany Haddish to do something for no pay at all. I don't understand that. Like, were they paying everybody else and just not paying her? Are they not paying? Mm. How does that work? Well, that's unclear. But like, I presume the fact that they are apologizing also makes me believe, gives me reason to believe that they are paying other people and that it's kind of standard to be paid for this. Like, why wouldn't they? That just, even if I am the head of a company, I'm really going to go and pay everybody else and be like, that black woman, I will not pay her. <laughs> like, what did you think was going to happen? It's also just like interesting because it's so interesting and it's so layered because not only are they not trying to like credit and give their, like acknowledge black women in their awards, nor are they trying to acknowledge and give space for black women's voices in their, like the academy that chooses like who gets what award. But they're choosing to have black women be their presenters who are like kind of the face of, you know, like they are, they are, these presenters are who draws people into watch in some ways. Like, Mm -hmm. and by choosing a presenter, you're choosing someone who you think will engage your audience most. So you selected Tiffany Haddish over everybody else you could have selected because you know that she has a certain power in the culture and like power in demanding your audience and you still didn't pay her in the middle of a controversy of like not respecting and giving credit to black women like that's just don't be thinking where are the critical thinking skills even from a marketing standpoint right i'm just like their pr room has to be on fire right now pr how (laughs) i'm so angry it just doesn't make sense like do y'all want to even pretend to like black women like do you want to even pretend because at this point that would get you some points. That's the saddest part of it all. Like, but it would. Mm. Anyways, we don't know the Grammys over here. We know the Soul Train Awards and the BET Awards, which I know are also owned by white people. But oh, we can't win. <laughs> we can't win. This is supposed to be a therapy session and an exhale, and I'm just riled up. I'm like, are you screeching? I'm dead. Anyway, positive note though. Yes. We're getting superpowers on the 21st. We're all going to be, like, waking up on the 21st levitating. That's it. That's it. I just fly. All you just see is a bunch of black people. Black people flying. <laughs> we love Afrofuturism. Honestly, though, honestly, though, if you, let's say, for the sake of it, I need a little pick-me-up. Let's say this is real. Let's say 21st, we wake up, we have superpowers. What superpower do you want? What would be, like, the ideal superpower for you? I know mine. I get asked this question. Mm. I know. I already know what I want. Okay, wait, you go for it then. I want teleportation. <laughs> I feel like that's the best power. Teleportation? Yes. Mm. You know why? Because I feel like people who say flying, I just feel like they're not really, like, thinking it through critically. And let me tell you why. I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> because there's no guarantee. One, that flying doesn't take, like, equal amount of time as it would to, like, get there if that makes sense like people are just like oh yeah i'll just fly to paris i'm like that's still gonna be true we don't know the speed like right you don't know how much energy it'll take like imagine if flying takes as much energy as like running or walking does like 
that's just not feeling very, you know, Okay, I, I see the thought. Mm-hmm. Whereas I could just teleport. I could teleport anywhere. I could teleport. I could travel for free for the rest of my <laughs> life. Um, I teleport into a little bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with you. Wait, I don't think we told the people, for anyone who doesn't know, though. Like, oh, yes. Before oh. we get into it. No, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Before we get into it, like, Twitter, one of the jokes that's been happening in, over the month of December is, like, I don't even know how it started, but... Basically, I didn't give any context. <laughs> like, literally, the joke is pretty concise. Black people are going to get some type of superpowers on the 21st of December. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Just because. Like, <laughs> we deserve it. This is our reparations. Yes. Superpowers. And so, like, everyone's on the timeline talking about, like, ooh, when I wake up on the 21st, they're like, ooh, practicing for the 21st, like, da 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 <laughs> I don't know what joke that was like biracials only have superpowers until noon that day. Stop it. Stop. Oh, wait. So it's only supposed to be for one day? I don't know. I don't know. I just saw it. <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> that's not, that's terrible. <laughs> so, didn't be doing too much. <laughs> but I feel like, hmm, if I had to pick a superpower, it's going to be boring, but I would love to have telepathy. I feel like. As someone who already, like, thinks that I can read people pretty well, like, if I could, like, well, is telepathy, like, is what I think it is, actually? I don't (laughs) Is that hearing what people think? Yeah, I think that's mine. Or is that mind communication? I think it can be either. Okay, well, I want the mind, like, reading more thing. Like, I want to know so that I can, like, account for it without people knowing what what is going on in their heads. The thing (laughs) that always scared me about that one, though, is, like, one... Are you able to turn it off or are you just hearing everybody's thoughts at the same time, like wherever True. you go? That's why I think very critically about these powers. I, I see that. I was all like, the pros and cons. <laughs> like, one, you could, like, be hearing everyone's thoughts, too. Like, what if you hear something that you don't really want to know? And, like, I feel True. Like that. Okay. Well, I'd have to look at the terms before I completely accept the power. But if I could turn it off, I would do that. Like, imagine, like... If you're like in a meeting or like you're trying to negotiate a job or something or like and you know what they're thinking and so you're always one step ahead like would you ever feel that would just be powerful one, though i feel like i should no. tell people, no. <laughs> <laughs> she said no nope, not at all all right that's my god-given power like <laughs> what you want me to do i'm just dead i know a lot of people who are like i wouldn't want to do anything like mind reading or like mind controlling because that's like invading people's privacy mckean said no <laughs> God gave it to me. That's it. Period. Like you could have got it too. Sorry, you chose to levitate. <laughs> Sorry, you chose to fly. Look at you, exhausted, panting. Look at you now. Also, like, wait, what if the flying? Like, what if you can fly but only like a foot off the ground? <laughs> can you imagine? It's like on the road with the cars. <laughs> <laughs> just like, how did they create a separate lane just for flying? Like, flying lane. <laughs> I can't. Also, though, I'm really glad, though, about this, because my birthday is the 22nd, and I don't know if you remember, in 2012, everyone said the world was going to end on the 21st. And, like, I remember that specifically because I was just like, dang, it's going to end the day before my birthday. <laughs> but now I'm getting superpowers the day before my birthday? Like, Period. let's do that. I'm here Period. for it. I love that. Here for it. Okay, that was a good laugh. That made me feel better yeah. after after the, after the previous conversations that we had. For real. But I think getting into like the topic of what we want to talk about today is how we're going through it. 
Um, let's just start by, let's do a little check-in, shall we? So, Mickey, yeah. start. just let me know how are your finals going? How many do you have? How's your mental health doing? Just yeah. break it all down, sis. Go ahead. Okay, so finals-wise, what I got. Mm-hmm. I got lucky. I only have one final paper. But it is like 20 pages, and I'm kind of dreading writing it. <laughs> In what class? 20? It's this sociology class about inequality, which has been – I'll get into it later, but, like, this class is so terrible. Like, we meet once a week, and we literally are, like – I listen to a bunch of non-Black people theorize, like, hmm, why are Black people still poor? Hmm, like, <laughs> maybe this is why. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, okay, I'm here for two hours, and now I have to write a whole 20-page paper on it. So that's where we at, you know. Um, but otherwise, like, I'm doing okay. I just, like, I really just want to do nothing. Like, I don't want to be doing any of this. And, like, the hardest part of it all right now for this final season, maybe that's different from others, is, like, it's just really hard to imagine the utility of the stuff I'm being made to do, you know? So it kind of just feels like I'm just going through the motions and, like, doing it in vain. And I'm not really learning anything. And I'm not, like gaining much or like even really reflecting on myself much in a rewarding way like it's just kind of just like okay well, I'm gonna do this 20 paper 20 page paper even though I don't really have 20 pages worth of stuff that actually needs to be said yeah valid <laughs> and like yeah it's just a lot it's just a lot like doing that doing the internship doing the like trying to keep content up you know even us doing this podcast right now is like it's a lot of stuff on our plates like I commend us for it because sometimes I'm just like how like wow how i just literally want to do absolutely nothing like mm-hmm. absolutely nothing i literally want to like count my breaths like that's what i want to do for a day <laughs> <laughs> anyways though how are you like how are you holding up how you feeling how many finals you got i did not get as lucky so i have i, I counted it all last night because last night i had a little bit of breakdown but we're gonna get into that but basically i have four final papers i have two like short answer questions um and then i have a final project slash assignment and then i have a final final that's like timed that i have to like study for that's what i have on my plate um two of my papers are due this friday and i'm also going to be traveling this friday because i'm going home which means that i have to get everything done by thursday night but i also have to pack and like do like COVID to apply for like visas to travel mm. and like get everything like all wrapped up and also like still try to find time for like social things as well because like I have a lot of friends here that I really love and I'm like I'm not gonna see you guys for like a month like everyone was like let's do like you know a catch-up like like lunch mm-hmm. before you go or something and I'm like I want to say like yes to those things right. I feel like I deserve to be able to say like yes, okay, I'm going to, like, allot this much time, but also, like, looking and, like, putting, having to put that stuff on my to-do list to be able to, like, find space for everything else is, like, really, really difficult, and it's hard, but, yeah, I don't know, even, especially last night, which is why I'm so, this is why we're doing this therapy session, (laughs) but it gets really, really difficult trying to, like, balance all of these things, and it can be very, very overwhelming, like, last night, especially, I was, like, working on one of my final papers that I have to do, which I think is like 10 pages. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really like, the way I have my to-do list set up is that like I have to do basically like 
a pay uh, like a paper a day at least like a draft right so like last night I was like I can't go to bed until I finish this like 10 page paper or else I'm gonna be like behind tomorrow and like I was doing this after I'd already been in classes from 10 a.m. until 8 a.m. And I'm like, I'm so tired of looking at my computer screen. It was to the point where being on Zoom all the time was giving me such bad headaches that I literally had to try buying those like blue light glasses that are supposed to Mm -hmm. like make you, I don't know, not give you headache. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Something about it. Filter the light and stuff. And I, it's just gotten so, so it's Super Saturday at Kohl's. Take an extra 20 or 15% off. Get a Magic Bullet Blender, $33.99, 30% off toys, and save on Sonicare Electric Toothbrushes, $24.99. Plus, get Kohl's cash, plus fast and free store pickup. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 20 and 15% offers valid December 10th through December 20th with promo code Big Savings. Toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Looking for your next great hire? CareerBuilder is the fastest growing job site in the U.S. with over 140 million candidate profiles and growing. Plus, candidates on CareerBuilder have skills for the most in-demand occupations. Let us help you rebuild and rehire a strong, more diverse workforce fast. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit difficult to try to like balance everything and not be overwhelmed and also like balancing all of this with me also being like very much an overachiever in the sense that like it's not even just that I have to get it done it's that I want to make sure I do it well and to the best of my abilities but I just don't have don't feel like I'm up to my full capacity right now to be able to like produce the best work but I don't know something that made me feel better is out of nowhere actually like I had I think I had posted um, on my close friends about something about like I just finished my paper or whatever and one of my friends just reached out to me randomly and he was basically like hey like I don't know where this is coming from but I just got the urge to tell you that like I'm really really proud of everything that you're doing and he mm-hmm. out of nowhere and it was just like he like laid out all the things that I was doing to me that I hadn't even thought about and he's like you have your podcast wow. plus you're doing like everything with EcoGal plus you have your six classes plus you're doing like your internship and you're doing like really really well and I know you can get really overwhelmed but I wanted to let you know that I'm very very proud of you and I was like well if I wasn't crying before I'm definitely crying now because that was like really really nice right you need to hear those things sometimes like mm-hmm. one of my friends actually told me that the other day in her class like in honor of their last day I think the professor had everyone um, like just send messages to people in the class that they admired or who thought contributed nice things. And I was just like, such small tweaks like that, because we don't have the opportunity to check in. We don't have the opportunity to know when we say something that like hits somebody because you aren't always seeing people's reaction real time. Like there's easy ways to account for it, but it's just like not happening. Yeah, and so that's so important. Like, we need that validation. We need to gas each other up right now more than ever. Like, and we need to gas ourselves up because, like, we're—I don't think we have for some reason. Like, we're not taught enough. I feel like to to give ourselves credit. Like, we're just taught to do more and like then gas up what you've already done, which is important. But like, but also like use what you've already done to like position you for the next, rather than just like be grateful and proud of yourself for what you've already done. So. Exactly. Kudos. 
girl I, we see the work we see the grind we, we admire we respect it <laughs> i'm gonna hype you up too you know how we usually hype up guests when we have them we're just like yeah we're yeah. hyping we're up each other now other today and for ourselves is what we need and what we deserve but no like my my friend was telling me that too and he's like you know, we all have a tendency to like always be like looking for like, what's the next thing that I can do? Or like, what's the next thing that I can like put on my plate? And sometimes you right. kind of like stop, smell the flowers and just take in everything that's, you know, you accomplished. Especially since we're in a pandemic. Because something else we need to talk about is like how rough this has been. Even first and foremost, like not even just like what it's like doing online classes, but also like how sad it is to think about a lot of the stuff that like, got canceled that we were looking forward to. And I think we should start this conversation, honestly, by being candid about the fact that we do have a lot of like privilege and the fact that like we are able to do like classes from home. We still like are yeah. able to attend university. And, you know, I think we can be like very, very grateful like for those things. And that we're positioned in a place where we're able to like, we have the accommodations to be able to do school online. And I'm thankful for that every day. Um, but I'm also sad sometimes and I think honestly another thing is just like feeling guilty for being sad while understanding the amount of privilege that I have but like I was supposed to be in Rwanda and Kenya this past summer and I didn't get to go and I was supposed to be in Paris mm -hmm. this semester as well to the point where like I had planned to go to Paris my junior spring I mean yeah basically I planned to go my junior spring from before I even got to Colombia like before I even got to school, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. First week of NSOP, I got the pan flip. I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I got my letter right. of recommendation freshman fall, my first semester. Oh my yeah. goodness. I was, he was so ready. prepared. I even took a class this semester, which is my French film class, which ended up being one of my favorite classes. Mm. Um, but that was supposed to be in preparation to be. Wait, send me that class in yeah. low key. I got you. Sorry, on the okay. side. Like French film class. French film class. Nice. I know. No, it was a great <laughs> class, and she was so nice. High mm. recommend. But yeah, no plans really. Yeah, have just been like I was thinking the same thing. Me and my friends were all talking about because, like, my plan. I don't know. It's just it's just tough because the things that you dream about going to college for and like again in the grand scheme of things in the world right now mm -hmm. ultimately these are trivial like right now what's most important is that we're healthy we're safe we're like yeah. able to check on our health and like we have those things so grateful for that but it also is tough because like I think part of the thing that made the actual academic work more bearable in college was like the promise of these other really exciting opportunities and also like just being able to socialize with folks and like both of those things have kind of been destroyed in a way or like really dramatically altered or made impossible you know what I mean yeah. so I feel like yeah I mean this year I was also supposed to like I was supposed to be at Spelman in the fall I was supposed to be having my HBCU like dream experience in the fall like going to homecoming like doing all of the things that like I've always just sort of like dreamt about about college that then I went to a PWI and I was like okay so I won't get those all the time but like I'm gonna try to get them at least once so that's a dub and <laughs> then I was supposed to be like me and all of my friends take French and we were supposed to be in Paris next semester like living our like Lizzie McGuire even though she was in Rome dreams okay. you know like yeah. singing Harris. dancing around the fountains all that stuff <laughs> the fountains please so I know, but it, I just wanted to do it all. Like, I just wanted to do it all. I just want to ride a moped. Like, just like, I mean, probably wouldn't have done any of those things. But you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted, it would just be so nice. And 
now I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe I'll try for the summer, like, maybe, but then it's just also, like, it's hard to even know plan or look forward, right, or no, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, it's just, we don't, we really have no clue, and, and I think because those things have been taken away, like, school's just been made that much more of, like, a chore, and it's so hard, like I said, to, like, envision it's so hard to remind yourself of like why you're doing it. Like technically we know why we're doing it. We know we need a degree, or at least for me, I can speak for myself. I know I need a degree, like for whatever I want to do in life. I know, yeah, for some money, like literally, I know that I need to go through these motions and like get these grades and like graduate in order to do whatever I want to do, even though I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know like something I'm gonna probably need it for that. (laughs) But the thing is so tough because like, it just feels like the world of school and the world of Zoom University is so separate from the world of like that we're in. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we're hearing these like looming sort of things about the world ending and the climate being run down. We're like witnessing the craziest election in our lifetimes. Like 300,000 plus people, like, people are dying at 9-11 rates like every day mm-hmm. that's wild My up, up until this please. point like 9-11 had been like the worst thing you know what I mean and like now that's a daily occurrence like that is a daily death toll that we have been experiencing for the past like nine months and whoo like it's so tough to like watch that on the news like see that going on whenever I open Twitter and then like go to my zoom class and like be told that I'm supposed to theorize about something like totally unrelated or like read Marx and like you know for the 10th time and like talk about labor exploitation but never about like how it exists today and like it's just stuff like that that's just so upsetting not even upsetting just like it just makes it feel like such a joke mm-hmm. and like speaking of Marx can't stand that dude no offense to people who stand <laughs> but like <laughs> All the communists. Like, literally, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, um, I, I, like we were, we're reading him in my class, and, like, I'm taking the sociological theory class, and I really like the professor. He did a great job, I will say, but, like, it's sociological theory. Like, theory is just dead. Like, and why are we reading all these old white men? And, like, how am I supposed to take Marx seriously when he was writing about labor exploitation while slavery was happening and did not talk about slavery? Like, how am I supposed to view this man as, like, the most useful guy that I'm supposed to study and, like, use throughout my life? Like, when this man watched labor exploitation on the basis of race and totally turned a blind eye and was like, nah, class solidarity. (laughs) He said the proletariat. Literally, they all gonna rise up. They all gonna rise up, except not the blacks. Maybe not the blacks. (laughs) Not them, not them. Everybody else. (laughs) Literally, it's just, like, it's, it's just, you know, stuff like that just makes it, feel like a waste of time i'm not even gonna lie it feels like so hard to stay motivated i'm here we're here with these all these assignments to do and we're like okay but the world feels like it's crumbling around us how am i supposed to focus on these papers in these classes that i'm only doing because i have to in order to get this degree when literally there's so many other things going on and that's just i don't know i'm trying to think now and i'm trying to think of like how even especially during final season right now like how do i stay motivated how do i stay on top of things also Mm -hmm. keeping in mind the fact that we're doing all of this from home i think is something that's very important to recognize yeah like how am i supposed to like be doing my classes or like you know like be doing my assignments literally from my bed all the time right like the lack of like 
any type of social interaction or whatever. I think there was like one week where I only ever saw my roommates and that was it. And like, there's no, there's nothing Mm -hmm. really to ever take you away from the world of like, even like club meetings and stuff on Zoom. Everything is Mm -hmm. online now. And it's like, you can't escape it. You know what I mean? And it's just so, so hard to try to find a way to just, I don't know, navigate this new experience that we've never seen before but also our professors just expect us to be on top of it and expect us to just know how to or just expect the same level and quality of work that they would get if we were doing on person right some of these professors are merciless they don't care they, they don't send that email about caring about our health and our well-being during these unprecedented times or whatever. And right. Like, if I hear the word unprecedented again, like, girl, I'm about to unprecedent you. Period. As you should, because what? <laughs> I'm like, I hate, first of all, I hate those emails. Do you get, do you get the emails from Presbo too? Um, no, we don't get Presbos, but we get the, the Barnard president who's, you know. Same thing. Trash. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Because those emails make no sense. And then I'll be like, we're here for you. We're looking out for you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where's that energy? when you are assigning these 10, 20 page papers right. in a pandemic, like back to back to back to back. I'm like, please, I, I get so upset when I see all those tweets that are like, oh my gosh, like our professor just canceled the final and gave everybody A's and then sent everyone gift cards. And I'm like- Columbia said no. I'm like, so Presbo, where's this? You gave me, me a mug. It's a nice mug. And <laughs> well, at least y'all got a mug, that's nice. Barnard said free stuff. <laughs> free stuff has so much money though like not not to rant but i'm also like this school has billions of billions and billions of dollars and there are some students who are like aren't able to register for classes because they have like a couple hundred dollars right. or something on their student account and i'm like pay that money <sighs> right that like you. it's the least but you could do and also if you're only doing it for your own interest like help these students be great so that they can help you guys in the future like Being oh my goodness, this, this school's financial aid had the audacity to just randomly put a huge charge on my account because like something happened with like financial, it was like like $5,000 basically, like oh, a, no. huge, a huge charge on my account. And then was very, very unhelpful when I tried to like talk to them about, because the thing with like everything being online now is that you can't, you also can't go in person mm-hmm. and like talk to people. So everyone's like online doing Zoom calls, trying to like, you know, call people right. and like sort out where this charge of my student account comes from. Everyone's so unhelpful. Even right now, I'm emailing back and forth with this person trying to like get some money right. applied onto my account. And they're just like, I sent an email to the wire team. They haven't responded to me yet. I'm like, the semester's about to end. Right, like on my account. Man. But still, after putting me through the ring around, had the audacity to send me an email the next week being like, hi, so we nominated you for a named scholarship because you're on financial aid. Please send a thank you Thank you letter. The thank you letters. Let's talk about it. Thank you for. Those financial aid thank you letters are the biggest scam ever. Like, and then you have to write a letter to like an old white person who went to your school in like the 50s and be like, because of you, like, I've been able to sign on to Zoom classes every day and learn absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm so angry. I, I was like, are you serious right now? Really? Right after you just really messed me over, screwed me over with the financial aid, the next week have the audacity to be like, write a thank you letter and attach a photo and tell this person how thankful you are. And then they put a little like note and they be like, this will not affect your financial aid package. I'm like, so I'm not going to do it. What is this scholarship? <laughs> what is this scholarship? Please. 
<sighs> yeah. These elite institutions make me so, so angry. I totally feel. I feel like to the point of sort of like professors just being like saying one thing when it comes down to it, but like when you ask for an extension or when you like ask for help, they're just like mm, suddenly not available, suddenly like no extensions possible, like suddenly like you're on your own. But it's also, I saw, uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or if I was talking to my friends, but it's also just like, I think it was one of my friends and she was just like, if you are using the same syllabus that you have used in the past semesters and have made no tweaks, like you're not adjusting to the times and you clearly don't care about your students and that's lazy. Like, and I have so many professors, like <laughs> the one that has a 20 page paper, like that class is such a joke, such a joke, but like, he never knows what's happening. He never knows, like, he'll be like, so who's presenting today? <laughs> and he's like, so what's the order y'all want to go in? <laughs> literally just shows up. Literally just shows up. <laughs> literally, that's what we do. And then, like, it's literally just presentations for the whole two hours, and then we're done. But anyways, like, on his syllabus, like, there were dates that were wrong. It was all, like, so it was clear that he hadn't made any tweaks to, like, anything that he's done in the past semesters. And it's just, like, we cannot proceed as normal. Like, this is not normal. And it's not fair for you to expect, you know, that every class I'm going to show up with you offering me very little information. I'm supposed to show up with these novel ideas about text that I've just been introduced to that you haven't helped me digest in any way. Like, that you've been studying for 50 years. Like, what? It just doesn't add up. Like, it just doesn't add up up and, and that's why it also is you know to be fair and I know my mom was listening my mom is a professor and honestly I wish I had more professors listening I mean not listening but more professors like her because I will say she did the thing for her students this semester so go ahead mama but you know it makes it that much better when you do encounter a professor that it almost feels like it's so uncommon to encounter someone a professor who really cares and like is really like cognizant of like what it's like to be a student, the fact that you have other classes, not just theirs, and also, like, are willing to work with you to, like, acknowledge that you're doing your best, like, that's such a great feeling, and it just happens so rarely that, like, ooh, child, like, it's just, it just doesn't make sense, it just doesn't make sense, and, like, you know, on a, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, I will say, the one professor I did have who I think pivoted well and like tried to make our classes as social as possible instead of just like him talking it was actually a grad school class I accidentally took mm -hmm. it's that social theory class so as dry as social theory can be this man really did try to like have us talking about things that are important to us things that are relevant to us and like having us sort of like just brainstorm together which made it feel like a more it felt like at least okay some knowledge is coming out of this or some deeper understanding is coming out of this rather than just like I understand this enough to pass. You know what I mean? Like, I understand this enough to repeat it and, like, teach someone else about it. And, like, that's all that I feel like we should be gaining from school. But, I mean, I guess, you know, we've talked a little bit about what we wish our professors did do, but do you have any professors that got it right, you think, in the pandemic? Definitely. I think as much as I complain, I can definitely say there, there are definitely two professors that I can really think of. One is that I just feel like when it comes to like late work or like asking for an extension, any professor who's saying no during a pandemic or is like not like being accommodating in that regard is absolutely like terrible. I don't know how you have that on your conscience at all. But I definitely, my French class that I'm going to send you the details to because you yep. take it, Heidi 
If you're listening, I don't think she's listening, but Heidi, <laughs> you did the damn thing this semester, okay? My favorite class. She was so sweet. French films, beautiful. Mm. But also, there was a class. It's actually the first econ class I've ever taken. And again, it was like a grad class that you I took. It just because? It's, well, it's because I'm doing my poli sci minor. Mm. So the class is called International Political Economies for Developing Countries. And I was like, hey, I'm from a developing okay. country. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I came, I just like showed up for the class. I ended up being, there was only two undergrads in the entire class. And the other one was a senior about to graduate. And it was just like mean. And I'm like, I have no idea what's in this class. They were like talking about FDI and trade liberalization. I can't even pronounce the. I don't even know what that is. So you could say whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I also will not be doing the readings, so I don't know what's going on in here. But he was so, so nice. <laughs> like, I somehow got an A on everything. Oh, period. He was like, he was like, as long as you try your best. But it was it was also one of those classes where, like, the professor, like, cold calls on people. Because there's only, like, let's say. Oh, like, oh, no. Don't just say my name at random. Like, uh uh-uh. hey, There was one class I had no idea what was going on. I think I was, like, online shopping or I was on Twitter. Because, you know, I'd be on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, he was just like. Lauren, what do you think? And I was like, that, I was like, sir, please. The say- way though, like the way that the one thing I will say that has served me well in quarantine that like I think I kind of mastered before the quarantine is like faking my way through. Y'all will never know that I didn't do that reading. Y'all will never know. And the thing is, I'll talk. Like I will like I don't even know. Like it's just a skill that it's one of my favorite skills of mine. I love that <laughs> to like pull a thought out of thin air from like the two words I heard from whatever the person before me was saying. Like I'm ready, come at me. Like, and I'll just be like, and even if I don't know, I'll just always be like, you know, it raises a question in my mind. It makes me wonder about like something. <laughs> Where were you when I was in that class? And he called my name, and I was like, see, the things we were talking about trade liberalization, and I was like. Sir, I can't even begin to. I can't even remember what I said, but I made a damn like, fool. Like I think myself. the trades should be liberal. Like, like why I are they like, Republican? I like I agree. <laughs> I concur that with with that statement that was said. When in doubt, just be like, you know, I really think all of the thoughts that I had have already been said, so I don't want to be too redundant. Maybe if you remember anything that one specific person said, reference that. Just a PSA. But like as Tyler said about, you know, the changes over time. <laughs> See, I wasn't even listening. I didn't even know what was going on. You because, like it was, that <laughs> because it's econ, all of those words just sounded like gibberish. Yep. And all of them were like grad students who were like very, Oops. very much like doing like, even some of them were like PhD students. So they like knew that econ. Right. They, they know all about the economy. And I was major. like, ah. No, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I know what's going on. But no, definitely. He was very, very kind. And I like that. Just I feel like any professor who was very, very accommodating I really like that. I really respect that. So mm-hmm. to those professors that I have, even my music hum professor, really, really liked him. Oh yeah, music hum is that thing y'all have to take. Oh yeah, music humanities. That's actually, that's the paper. I told you I did office hours um, today. Mm. I'm actually writing that paper about like my favorite artist. Oh. That should be nice. I still don't yes. want to write it. But, but it'll make it better. But it'll make it a little yeah. bit better. Believe it or not, the worst professor I had this semester was for a one credit class. Tell me how you you are teaching a one credit class, sir, 
and what he was, is a one credit class like saying i was like <laughs> i'm like how do you even look at yourself in the mirror and be like yeah i'm doing i'm taking a one credit class boy if you don't get i was like it's an, an intro class that every sustainable development major has to take first and foremost it's basically to try to like decide if you want to take the major. I'm like, sir, I'm a junior. I'm already deep. I already in. know, right? Like, I'm like, I'm already in Just here. give me the one credit. I'm like, <laughs> I had the audacity to be like, everyone has to keep your cameras on or you can't get participation points. Or he's like, you have to stay for the entire class. And if you like leave um, early, you'll be marked as absent. Or like, if you have to miss a class, you're going to have to write me a paper so that I know you watched the lecture or whatever. And I'm like, you're doing a lot. I was like, you're doing a lot for a one credit class for no reason for no reason in a pandemic so i need to stop literally to stop. like you're gonna take what i give for this one credit whatever like, I give you. and if it's the bare minimum you're gonna take that all right and you're gonna say thank you appreciative <laughs> that i even showed up to your class sir okay. <laughs> that's crazy no i would not let anyone play with me like that for one credit I, but that's the thing i'd be talking like this but there's ultimately nothing we can do and nothing you can do. I'd be, I'd be like, you gonna take this very like, whatever I give you, and I'd be there in office hours. So like, so hi, can you, can I get you? <laughs> I'm like, hi, please, please help. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Literally, like, it's just it's a mess. We gonna be all right. That's all I keep saying. Like, but yeah, like we're we going through it, but we pushing through it. And that's all we can do. Some reminders that, like, actually, in my glad, I had my last session of that one grad school class I'm in, and they were all like talking about, like, the professor has us do like a five minute check in at the beginning of each class, which is so nice. And like, well, not even five minutes. It actually, takes like a good twenty minutes, which is also nice. But basically, everyone goes around and like says how they're doing, how their week was since we last met, like da 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 da. And all of the grad school students were talking about how, like, you know, they have now that they're in finals in grad school and like are working on their thesis like projects or whatever like they have learned to do away with the bad habits they had with finals in their undergrad years and like they've had all these new like sort of skills developed that they know and that are different from how they approach finals when they were undergrads and I was like okay well I'm the only undergrad in that class and so I was like well as someone who is still in those times that you guys are talking about like reflectively like I'll take any tips so basically the tips that they gave me were simple, but I think someone might need to hear them. So I'm going to tell them to y'all. It's that being done is better than being perfect and that you can be done and not perfect. Like, and also just like set a schedule that is sustainable and practical for you and stick to it like as best as you can, because the more and more we put off because the date, the due date is not immediate, like the, the more likely it is that we're going to have to cram that night before, which is not good to ourselves, not good to anybody, but like try to sit down for one hour a day, two hours a day and do some work and then like give yourself a break and then maybe sit down for another hour and then like plan out what you're going to do tomorrow, whatever, but like make a schedule easier said than none, but like try, that's the advice they gave to me. So I thought I'd pass it on. But yeah, you know, that is, that's all we have today. That is, you know, we really just wanted to, this is different. It's a different episode for us. Yeah, we just needed the therapy. We needed to let it all out. As you can tell, I had a lot of pent up, you know, frustration mm -hmm. that needed to be released within this forum. But at the end of the day, like McKean said, like, 
it's better to be done than perfect. Once it'll be over, it's over. And we have winter break to look forward to. We have Christmas. We can ask our yes. birthday, the holidays. It's going to be great. So let's, let's just talk about what's going to bring yes. us joy. What are we looking forward to after finals are finished? Like, how are we making it through finals? What's, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, as, as yes. they say. Sure. I mean, I can go first for once. <laughs> I never like think of no, things for once. The one Literally. time, and it's not about being outside. Can you believe it? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it is obvious. Next week is my birthday. We're literally a, like a week out from my birthday, Tuesday, December 22nd, 1222, the day after we get our superpowers, I'm turning 21. So I'm pretty hype about that. And I don't I don't even know. I don't have no plans. I'm gonna figure out what I can do that's COVID safe. <laughs> but I'm so excited about it. And like, I'm just excited for the break, of course, you know, like just to, mm-hmm. just to breathe and just to like be... And I also, I always treat my birthdays like my own, like, personal New Year. So I always set, like, my New Year's resolutions or whatever and, like, my theme or my goal for, like, that age. So I'm kind of just looking forward to doing that, too. Like, I don't have to do it on that day. I could do it before then. But it's, like, a nice little, I guess, tradition I have with myself. <laughs> yeah, yay! Thanks. How about so you? Happy I birthday. 21. She's getting old. I was like... I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> can't do go nothing, can't go nowhere, can't do nothing, but at least now I know. That's okay. 21. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's I so know. <laughs> giggle. <laughs> you better turn 21 and still giggling. Like <laughs> it's fine though. We're very, very happy. I hope you do something super, super special for your birthday. Appreciate um, it. How about you? What's what's bringing you joy? What are you looking forward to? ready to go home i'm ready mm-hmm. i my favorite thing about christmas break is just everyone's just freezing and i'm just posted up on the beach in my bikini with my little pina colada i'm just like, <laughs> great vibes and i'm so excited i just need some warmth i also miss my dogs i miss my family i miss my friends mm-hmm. um, i'm just so excited one of my closest friends her birthday is like always like during winter break it's like at the end of december mm-hmm. she had been calling me almost every single day <laughs> Just being like, okay, so this is what we're doing for my birthday. We're going to go on the boat, and then we're going to do this. We're going to get up. Yes. We're going to do this. And I'm like, period, queen. Whatever I'm you here. want to do, I will be there. It's your special day. She's also turning 21. So. Hey, happy birthday. Almost birthday, birthday twin. Mia. <laughs> happy birthday to Mia. Happy birthday to Mia. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday shout out, though. No, I just love my friends, and I miss them so much. Also, do you remember? So when we first started this podcast, I was talking about like how I was nervous about getting piercings or whatever. Like I hadn't gotten my nose piercing yet or whatever. And over the course of this podcast, I have not only gotten my nose piercing that I love. Also a couple days ago, I was like with my friend because I was going to give her emotional support while she went to go get her nose pierced. And then I ended up getting three extra piercings. So now I have six piercings. Go ahead. I'm here for it. It makes me feel like daddy makes me feel super confident. They hurt. I can't sleep on this side of my face currently. But you know, beauty is pain, you know? Yeah. You know, literally like that's it. (laughs) And you look great. They look super cute. So. Okay. Anyway, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to the second episode of season two of Black Girl Blueprint. As I said at the beginning, we hope that you guys push through. Good luck on your finals. And yeah, we just can't wait for y'all to tune in to the rest that we have in this season. You know? Yes. Yes. Much needed therapy session for all of us, again, going through it. But 
you know, in the meantime, while you wait for our next episode, make sure to keep up with us on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint and on Twitter, where we love Kiwi popping up. We love Kiwi doing a little something. So, like, go follow us over there at, at B Girl Blueprint. And also, like, send us, y'all. Like, what is going on? Like, we want to hear from you. Like, what's going on in your life? Send us some confessions. Send us some questions. Like, literally talk to us. Like, send us a hi. Like, we'll get back to you. And, you know, that's that's it. Thank you guys for listening. You know, we really are grateful. All the time. And also, if you like this episode, you know, let us know by subscribing. So you get a Mm -hmm. notification every time we drop a new episode, as we should period and also you can leave us a little review you know give us some five stars or whatever you know and just let us know what you like about the episode we want to hear it all we just want to like interact and engage with y'all a little bit more so yes talk to us yes (laughs) (laughs) we're tired of hearing ourselves talk i'm tired of hearing our voices i love you mickey but i'm tired (laughs) no it's okay it's fine i understand (laughs) all right (laughs) bye everybody bye We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Hey, listeners, looking for an affordable way to go back to school? National University is investing $30 million in new scholarships. For 50 years, National University has pioneered achievable higher education. Today, NU offers over 75 100% online degree programs and flexible four-week class schedules that let you start sooner and finish faster. National University. Classes start monthly. Apply for your scholarship today at nu.edu.